more about co-housing with Lynn Morstead and Kelly Soika. Co-housing Houston is a multi-generational, community-minded group of people who share the values of connection and sustainability. We're developing the first co-housing project in Texas, and we're really glad you found us today. Hi, guys. How are you today? Good. Yeah. Well, I'm great. So this is Lynn, and I'm flying solo today because I um, have some special young guests, and we decided it would probably be easier if one of the um, members of our my duo with Kelly was recording this wasn't actually a parent in the mix of all of this, so the kids could just have a heart to heart with Lynn about co-housing. So they've kindly agreed, and um, it's interesting. It's not the oldest kids, so it's some of the some some younger ones here too. So it's really fun. I'm looking forward to this conversation. So I'm going to invite Elise and Gabriel to just kind of say hi and just say a few words about who they are before we dig into the meat of this. So, Elise, tell us a little bit about who you are. Okay, hi. Um, I'm Elise. I'm in eighth grade, and I live in the museum district of Houston. Um, I have two older sisters and I'm really excited to be joining co-housing. Thank you. That's great. Thanks, Elise. Gabriel, how about you? Yeah. Um, so hi, I'm Gabriel. Um, I am an eighth grader as well. Um, I have a younger brother and we're both, um, excited for what, um, is going, coming along in the future with like co-housing. Fantastic. And in fact, I even believe you two are in the same school class, right? Yes, that's correct. That's cool. Are you actually in the same classes or are you just in the same grade? Same grade. Yeah, same grade. Okay, so you can't like, you know, get homework from each other. No. <laughs> Too bad. That could be a benefit sometime in co-housing. Okay. <laughs> Well, listen, this is great. And I think just a little bit more kind of on your backstory, like your background, um, you guys have very different paths of how you've come to co-housing. So I'm going to start with Elise, whose co-housing story goes way back. So can you tell us a little bit about how you first came to co-housing and um, and how you've arrived at co-housing Houston? Yes. So um, I was born in Austin, Texas, and then when I was three years old, we moved to Colorado for my dad's work, um, and we moved into Gray Rock Co-Housing um, in Fort Collins, Colorado, which was so cool. We rented a house there for a year, and then when I was four, we moved to uh, Nyland Co-Housing in Boulder, Colorado. Um that was a really cool experience um, because I got to meet all kinds of people and it was just, it was a very nice co-housing site. And then when I was nine, uh, we moved to Houston where I live now uh, for my dad's work again. Mm -hmm. And then in like a little, like a couple months after we moved here, we found co-housing Houston. And since we had uh, lived in co-housing in the past, we thought that was really cool. So yeah. looked into it and we joined. Fantastic. So I guess if I were to ask you the question, what was your role in the decision to for your family to join it? Is it fair to say that you just like it was just there was no decision to be made? You guys just like, yes, co-housing. Yeah. Well, the first two times I was like 
pretty young. I was three and four, so I didn't really have choice at all. But um, after having the experiences, I was I was all for uh, joining co-housing in Houston. Fantastic. That's great. Now, Gabriel, you you were not introduced to co-housing when you were three years old, right? Yeah. So it came a little bit later in life for you. What do you remember about when you first heard about co-housing and who told you about it? Oh, yeah. So um, my dad heard about it from the church we go to. And so he brought it back home as an idea that um, that might be fun for us. And so um, we talked about it. Um, I have a small family, three. So it wasn't so we, we all kind of had a role in the decision. And I I was kind of I thought it would be fun. So I found like the benefits of how it would be um beneficial for us and like how fun it could be. Um yeah, I thought I think I really helped move it around along to a, a series. <laughs> I love that the fact that you move things along in your family. So actually, if I need to like persuade the your family to like get on board about something, it sounds like I need to come to you, Gabriel. So yeah, you're the man that makes it happen, huh? Are you the guy? Do you know the expression where they say some people look at the world with the glass half full and some people look at it half empty? It seems like you're the guy that's the half full glass. Is that is that you see yourself doing that often? Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Well, we're going to get to those benefits in just a minute, but I want to go back to Elise now because I know she's got some favorite memories from when she was living in co-housing as a younger person that kind of makes her think about what it's going to be like for us in Houston when we move together. So Elise, tell us about some of these things. Yeah, so um, some of my favorite memories were, first of all, Meatless Mondays because it was in it was in Colorado, so there was like I don't know, there was a lot more of, like, a lot of the people in the community were vegetarian. Mm -hmm. So we had these things called Meatless Mondays, where once a week, one person would cook for the entire community, and you would, like, trade off each week. Um, And you had to cook something without meat in it. And then uh, everyone would come and eat dinner, and then the kids would go play. And normally, we played in this little rec room or we could go outside and play on the playgrounds, which oh, is really wow. fun. Yeah. yeah. So how was that playing different than just your normal playing? Was you Were you maybe, I hate to suggest it, but a little bit less supervised because the parents were all talking more? Yes. So it was actually super cool because there was kids of all ages there. So there was kids uh-huh. up to like 16, maybe, or 17. Uh-huh. And kids as young as like, like, four or five it's really cool so you got to meet people of all different ages oh that's great that's great well speaking of all different ages I know that's another thing that you have good memories about being in co-housing is you were telling me about something about meeting people of different ages even adults right yeah so also um at community dinners um we would eat we would like you could eat with anyone you wanted. So sometimes I would eat with adults and just get to hear about their lives too, which wouldn't really happen if we didn't have those community dinners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that struck me about what you said earlier was about um, that you would actually hear things about people's lives, like their work life. And everybody has such a very different work life than say your parents experience. So that gives you like a whole nother worldview. Um, on a more regular basis, because, you know, you might be 
I mean, a lot of people have friends over for dinner and it might just be very, very infrequent and you don't develop that continual relationship with people. But it sounds like, and maybe I'm taking it too far, but it sounds like if you got to know people well enough that you felt comfortable just going down and sitting at next to any adult at dinner, that to me says a lot about the kinds of relationships that were, you know, taking place there. Yeah, I for sure knew like, so many people in my community like so many adults uh-huh. that I could like you see them on the sidewalk and you should be like hey and or you could chat with them at dinner like she had a really good relationship with a lot of people that you normally wouldn't talk to nice, nice. I love that I love that well Gabriel you don't you don't have that kind of background, but I know that you are already starting to experience some of our community, even though we haven't moved in together. So what are some of the things that you um, have experienced about that? Yeah, so um, I've lived in the same apartment um, for all my life. And so um, for some reason, I haven't I don't have great relationships with all my neighbors. And I don't know all of them since there's so many and everyone's themselves but um in these past like dinners and um get-togethers I've learned a lot of people um that I probably wouldn't know about and I kind of know more about them um for right now than the people that I've lived my whole life with so that's kind of that's kind of wild isn't it I think you know that what that speaks to me is the intentionality of our community so even though we haven't moved in together yet we're all being very intentional on purpose about getting to know each other. And I like that you're already experiencing it. I think there was one phrase that you said to me when we were chatting earlier that will stick with me for a long time, Gabriel, is when you said, I already know more about my future neighbors than I do about my current neighbors. And I didn't even realize until just now that you have lived there your whole life. That's pretty remarkable. Uh, yeah. I think that they, yeah, it's it just goes to show you what a different environment your kind of average, um, you know, living space is compared to what we are building. Um, I know you guys were talking earlier about the fact that we have done some things where we set aside time for the kids as well. So you weren't just on the edges of whatever was happening with the adults, but you had at a couple of retreats, you've had um, time where you've gone off and done things. And I know you were telling me about when we had a retreat in October that we had um, Mr. Roger, who's one of the um, education uh, staff at our church. He actually worked with you guys on making a model of co-housing and then doing some uh, artwork. Can you say a little bit about that model of co-housing? What did you build into that model? Um, In that model, we built like most of the younger kids they built like what they want to see in co-housing mm-hmm. they built a little pool with lots of animals in it but like animals tr- in the pool yes it's very <laughs> full of animals yes and then um a big building like a castle type building oh, but wow. it was just yeah it was like what they wanted to see in co-housing but yeah yeah I think you put there like full heart and soul into that building put everything (laughs) they really wanted to see in there you know like a and a home they would want to live in that's pretty cool that's pretty cool I love that well I like the pool I'm not so sure about all these animals we might have (laughs) to make sure that the landscape team approves what animals go into the pool I didn't know that they um 
we're going to have to deal with that. So, well, did you find that that was kind of a fun way of getting to know more about what the other kids were thinking and what they were like? And Yeah, it was really cool to get to see what uh, some of the younger kids like wanted for cohousing mm. and to just get them get to know them better and get to know their relationship with Kawazin better. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, go ahead, Gabriel. It was fun to see their ideas put into like a model mm-hmm. to see how they're like the things like they, I think they had like a little stream behind and um, I think a little play- playground that was like took up most of the front yard. Yeah. That sounds about right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's great. Well, let's talk about we're kind of moving into what we're looking forward to. So even though we might not have a pool with animals in it and a playground that fills up the whole yard, um, what things are you guys looking forward to? I know there's some very specific things that are things that you want to see that we know are going to happen in our project. Um, I'm looking forward to it being in an urban setting because both uh, co-housing communities in Colorado were uh, suburban and they were just far away from things mm. but I like being in the city so I like being able to walk to things and mm. um but I'm in this I would be close to my neighbors and close to the and close like in the city yeah yeah and um I think Gabriel you were talking about your neighbors as kind of come thinking about how it's going to be different from where you live now yeah, um, since we're so close together, like um, maybe going out to walk your dog or um, uh, like um, to do your laundry, um, you might bump into someone. And since you like live with them and you're so close together, you know that person. And so they're not you're not like a complete stranger towards them. And so you guys could like like have a conversation about stuff like cause since you know each other. Nice. I like that. What else is on your list? Um, also a garden because, uh, my mom and I drove past, uh, the site today and saw them digging this giant hole and it was for the garden. It was for the irrigation. Yeah, it's going to be underneath the garden. Yeah. 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 And I think that's really cool. Um, cause like, I don't know, gardening is cool. You can grow stuff and yeah, and it looks really pretty especially in an urban setting. Yeah, I think it's going to be beautiful, that piece there on the side with all the green. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. And I heard some talk about there's some um, some desire in the pool uh, that we are. Uh, it's one of our high priority items to put in after we moved in. And I guess there's a lot of energy from you two around the pool. Yes. yes the, pool, <laughs> the pool would probably bring a lot of kids together. Mm-hmm. Um it gets hot like, here, so yeah, it and hopefully, get hot. hopefully the pool comes with a bunch of animals in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit worried about these animals now. <laughs> hey, so are we gonna be? Are your are are your is your dog? So Gabriel, your dog's a pretty big dog, right? It's the yeah. kind of dog that could go swimming, right? Oh yeah, well, yeah, we couldn't put her in our pool right now since it's shared with the rest of the people, but it would be really fun funny if I, I don't know that's it you know that's I'm sure that's going to be one of the conversations that we're going to have to have about is do people's dog we don't need to worry about Elisa's cat because I think cats <laughs> hate <Nope>. water <laughs> yeah. yeah but your dog and by the way Gabriel what's your dog called uh German Shepherd 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I did. But yeah. probably one of my my dad's greatest fears is um, Kalani being all wet and then walking into the house and dripping oh. everywhere. Oh yeah, that and would be bad. Yeah. And the smell of it, and it's just be. Yeah, those big dogs do smell kind of kind of uh, earthy. Let's say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so at least you had another one that I was kind of intrigued by, and that is the idea that the common house. It could be kind of like an escape for you guys with siblings. Well, yes. Yeah. So like I mentioned before, I have two older sisters and currently we all share a room. So there's not there's not very much space, but we are getting a three bedroom. So two. So my older sister and I will be in one room and then uh, the other the oldest one will be in another room. Mm-hmm. But still, if you like want a break from your siblings, go to the common house because even though there are people working there and people like hanging out there you it's still it's still big still like have time to yourself and yeah you won't be scared to go to the common house by yourself no because you can see neighbors there if you want to talk to someone but okay okay that's good Mm -hmm. what about what about some other things i know you guys have got some other things um what about you living guys living near each other is that something you're looking forward to yeah. yeah, I think it, um, it's both, uh, it'll be fun, like, um, knowing a person my age, and, like, knowing them, and living close to each other, and, like, if we might need help with, like, schoolwork, or just anything, we could, like, come to each other and talk to things. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool. I would love to have a neighbor who, and when I was your age, who was the same age, you know, I just think that would be, like, the ultimate uh, in in a great neighbor situation. And what about holidays? Is that something you're looking forward to? Yes, I'm looking forward to Halloween like a lot because um even if they're just like even if we're getting older, there's still little kids that um like to dress up and you know go get candy and hang it and handing out candy with your friends is still super fun. So mm-hmm. you have people in your neighborhood to do it with. Nice. And like um planning all these things it'll be a lot easier since everyone's super close together and you don't have to like organize things you can might just like be able to walk on their door and ask if they want to do this something like maybe yeah, I heard you guys the other night at our uh, co-housing Christmas party trying to plan another party for another group and it looked like I I very complicated logistics like where is it going to be like who's going to host who should we invite? And I could see where it would be a lot easier if you all just could knock on the door and say, hey, let's meet in the common room and common house in 10 minutes and let's get this thing organized, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So tell them to just put it in their calendars for 2024. Yeah. You guys are hosting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do have a big space to like I host. Know. Yeah. It's going to be really cool. Really cool. I mean, allow you to be a little bit more independent, I think, than you normally would be able to, because you could go and use a space that wasn't your own home. But today you can't really do that. You know, like you can't go and hire something at your age. You know, you have to always have a lot of parent involvement and buffering of all that. So yeah. well, I'm glad you guys are excited about Halloween because personally, I love Halloween as well. And I'm looking forward to resurrecting my Halloween costume that I haven't worn in a few years. And um, that everybody is kind of like, why are you dressing up as a witch for Halloween? You're too old for this nonsense. But I know that in co-housing, I won't be too old for this nonsense. It's going to extend my childhood as well. So. Yes, that's a great, yeah. 
So I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Well, listen, my last kind of little batch of questions I wanted to ask you guys is, are you worried about anything or do you have like any question marks as you think about this? You're not sure about. Um, I'm a little bit worried about like, again, space for cars because my family has two cars and again, we have three, three girls around the same age. So it's like maybe a third one, just like there isn't, and we're getting a carport, but there isn't very much street parking, which is the same problem that we have right now in my house. But like, it, you know, it's just kind of an ongoing problem. It's an so, ongoing problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's just kind of a, a little bit of a worry. Oh, that's inter- That's a pretty grown up worry. You must yeah. be thinking about your driver's license. A little bit. Uh, okay. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Um, well, Gabriel, I'm assuming that you guys only have one car right now and that, yeah, you yeah. guys are still, I guess you're a year away from getting your permit. So that, that worry will come later. Um, yeah. What other question marks do you guys have? I know there's yeah. one big question I would have if I were you. Yeah. So um, right now um, we're going to schools, but when we move, we're, we're going to be away from those schools that we're currently zoned to. Mm. We're going to be far away from the schools that we might already be going to. And so it might be a challenge of like to get there on time every day and like what like ways of transportation, like maybe like public transportation or maybe like people taking like shifts or turns, like driving the kids all to their school. Like one person would do it this day and a different person would do it the other day and they would alternate or yeah. That would be good teamwork for that. I'm sure that with enough, we've got so many people who are retired that they, you know, I'm always telling your, you know, that I'm happy to help carpool. I don't live close enough to make it very easy, but I know my way around a lot of those schools that you guys go to because that's where my kids went to. So I can uh, help get people to and from school. So I think, hold that thought, Gabriel. I think that you're going to be maybe have an opportunity to help get that organized when we get there, because I think there's definitely uh, some stuff that can be done in that area to make it easier on your working parents. So, cool. Yeah. Any other question marks for you guys? It sounds like Elise already knows that uh, she and one of her sisters are going to share a room and the older sister gets her own. But have you picked out which room each one of you gets? We um, have decided that two people deserve the bigger room. I think one person deserves a smaller room because <laughs> it just makes sense size-wise. It sure does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And Gabriel, what about you guys? I guess you and your brother are going to have to share, right? Yeah, we're going to go back to our old ways, but we're probably still going to get the small room, unfortunately, because Dad will probably need a bigger room. Uh, does he, have his, he does some of his work in there. Yeah, so he'll, yeah, he takes up a lot of space with his like, um, working like all the papers and sure. computers and things like that. He'll need. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, good. Well, guys, this has just been a very enjoyable conversation for me, and I just want to thank you for taking the initiative. I mean, it's really been up to you who approached me and got this organized, and I'm just looking forward to more. Uh, events like this in our future lives where you guys come up with an idea. Why don't we do this? I'd like to join you guys in this. 
hey, Lynn, get me on your podcast and we'll figure it out. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of things like that. And before we close it off and say goodbye, I just want to make sure, is there anything else that when you signed up for this and asked me to, to pull you in, was there anything else that you wanted to say to our listeners that you might not have said yet? I don't think there's anything. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome, Elise. How about you, Gabriel? I think I covered most of everything. But yeah, thank you for inviting me on this podcast. Well, you're welcome. You guys are the ones that brought this up in the first place. So I thank you. It's a who knows sometimes how ideas happen. It's everybody just, you know, a really well functioned team just suddenly realizes that, hey, this thing is happening and we all had a role in it and we don't even know who started it. So that's really the best way. So I wish you guys a happy holidays and I'm looking forward to a lot more co-housing with both of you in 2023. And then when we move in after that, so have a great holiday and thanks for your time. Bye. Thanks for stopping by today. We're so glad you clicked on our episode. For more information about our project, Co-Housing Houston, go to www.cohousinghouston.com and subscribe to our newsletter. For general information about co-housing, we like cohousing.org. We're active on social media, so check out what's happening on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Co-Housing Houston.